Hey everyone, welcome to Leading Like Her. My name is Erin, and I'll be sharing with you my successes, failures, humor, and lessons that I've learned in my 15 years as an operations leader. Leadership can be tough, and my goal is to make you feel like you are not alone. So come with me as we learn and grow together. I'm not competing against you, I'm rooting for us. Leadership is a muscle that needs to be flexed. So show me those guns, girl, and let's get started. Hello, happy Wednesday. If you're listening to this on the day that it is released, it is the first Wednesday of the year where we have a five-day work week. So if you're anything like me, you're going to be feeling it today, right? This is the first five-day work week of 2023. We have had quite a few short weeks with all of the different holidays here in the end of the year, and you may be feeling it today. And to you, I say, acknowledge that fatigue, acknowledge that burn, and take it easy as best you can, right? This is a marathon. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. And we all need to get back adjusted to that five-day work week. And for me, as someone that just switched jobs and is now fully remote, that five-day work week looks a hell of a lot different than it did when I was actually in the facility and in the manufacturing plant. So Definitely a huge adjustment here. I'm sure it's a huge adjustment for you. I am thinking of you all and know that we are all in this together, okay? Today, I want to talk to you about what happened kind of immediately after I left my job as a plant manager. Um, Like I said yesterday, it was early November. I kind of hit the point where I was just burnt out. I was not just burnt out. I was burnt the fuck out. Okay. And and I say that like, not lately. I was really, really just exhausted. And I decided I just needed to take the two months of the end of the year to myself. I'm fortunate enough that I was able to afford it. And I was like, you know, I'm going to start the job hunt for real in the new year. I had a few things on the back burner. I had been in touch with a recruiter. There were some job opportunities that I was exploring, but none of it was guaranteed and none of it was, had really come through at that point. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to see where the universe takes me in the next couple of months. But in the meantime, I'm going to rest. And it was almost like my grandmother had waited for that moment. Um, About two weeks after I left my company, I got a phone call from my mom and my grandmother, so my mother's mother, Barbara, um, had been declining for quite a while. She is 88 years old. Um, My grandfather had passed away about three years ago and she hasn't been the same since. I mean, my grandparents were straight out of the movie The Notebook. Okay. They had been together over 60 years, married over 60 years, loved each other immensely. And when my grandfather passed away, my grandmother just wasn't the same afterwards. Just like any loving couple, every loving relationship, you just, you lose a piece of yourself. 
And so we had been seeing her, you know, physically and mentally decline over the last couple of years. And then when my uncle passed away last year, it kind of just accelerated that decline. And so in November, my mom gave me a call and said, you know, she's, she's really not doing well. I'm going to fly up and be with her for a few days. And the sound in my mom's voice triggered me. And I kind of instinctively was like, you know, do you want me to come out to be with you? And my mom didn't say no. She didn't actually answer the question. And that's how I knew that she needed some support. And, you know, if I had not quit my job when I had, I would not have been able to just hop in my car the next day and drive the 12 hours to New Jersey. And so again, a lot of things in this life happen for a reason that I was able to do that. And so I did, I went out to New Jersey in November, spent almost a week with my grandmother and with my mother, just being together. Um, my grandmother was very weak. She had a hard time speaking towards the end, but we had a couple laughs. We had a couple cries we, you know, just were together as a family, right? And I am so grateful now for that time. I came back, I spent Thanksgiving at home here in Indianapolis, just a really quiet weekend. And that weekend after Thanksgiving, my mom called me again and said, you know, she's not gonna make it very much further. And so again, I hopped in the car and I drove out to New Jersey. And unfortunately, my grandmother passed away two days after I got there. And so we had to go through the funeral, funeral services and, and, and the entire family flew in. And, and there was a lot of grieving, you know, for her and for my childhood. My grandmother, Barbara, was the matriarch of the family, of my family. I spent... 36 years going to her house for Christmas, for birthdays, for holidays. And, you know, I'm very lucky at 36 years old to still have a living grandparent. Most children, most grandchildren do not get to know their grandparents all the way into very mature adulthood. And so there was some love and some relief that she's at peace but there was also a lot of hurt and grief that needed to be processed. And anybody that's loved someone so hard, and, and I think we all have, you, you just don't know when that grief is going to hit you, right? And sometimes it just punches you in the gut out of nowhere. And being around family and being around people that I have grown up with my entire life, you realize who's missing from that table, right? My grandparents, my uncle, um, my aunts, my great grandmother, who I knew, you know, before she passed. And so I really had a hard time grieving that loss. And, and I'm still grieving that loss. It's only been a month, right? And please know that just because you only get three, four, five days of bereavement, sometimes only one day of bereavement from your company, that doesn't mean that the grief ends when you go back to work, right? In fact, most of the time, if you are flying back for a funeral service or you are dealing with a sudden death, 
those first couple of days, you're just in shock and you're just coping and going through the motions. And it's really when people start going back to quote normal, when the feelings really do start coming up and manifesting. And so give yourself some grace and some patience to, you know, make sure that you're feeling those feelings before you go back to what your new normal is. And if that means taking some additional mental health days, or if that means not getting done everything on your list for that day, make sure that you're okay with that. Give yourself some grace and some of your own patience because bereavement time is just to get through a service. It doesn't mean that your grief ends when you go back to work. In fact, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better, right? As you start doing things that you would normally do with that loved one. So, you know, I have... I could get on my soapbox about bereavement and what's appropriate for a company in terms of bereavement, but that's another episode for another day, I think. Um, but just, just know that, you know, grief comes in stages and it comes out of nowhere sometimes and you need to handle it as it comes to you. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, want to reach out to anybody that's listening. If you are grieving and it doesn't matter how long you've been grieving, I think grief is a lifelong process. You're going to miss the people that you've lost until, until you leave this world, right? I'm never going to not miss my family and friends that I will not see until I leave this world. And so for anybody that's listening that is is feeling those feelings and feeling them particularly intensely, just know that you are absolutely not alone and that everybody in at some point in their life is going to go through that process or is going through that process right now. And there's no right or wrong way to grieve. And obviously there are destructive ways, you know, turning to drugs or alcohol or, or something very destructive, but there are also ways to cope with, you know, therapy, leaning on your friends and family, talking about it, being open about it, like I am right now, that, it, that are, are way healthier ways to show that you're still hurting. And I have a lot of friends and family that are still hurting from a lot of different losses. And I think it's very important to be open and to talk about it. And if you need a professional to help get you through a particularly hard time, there's no shame in that. I'm in therapy now, by the way. Um, I started therapy at the end of December. I have a feeling it's going to carry me through 2023. I don't know what therapy is. <laughs> I've never been in therapy. I'm learning as I go. But I know that I needed someone outside of my own circle with an unbiased opinion to be able to give me feedback on my grief. And it's been remarkably very helpful for me. That's not for everyone, but it is out there. And I, I do want to make sure that everybody understands that talking about it is healing. Okay. You're able to heal a little piece of yourself by being able to share memories, uh, happy and sad memories. And 
able to, you know, process the things that you need to process through verbally communicating. Um, and December was really, really tough. You know, like I said, the last couple of months of 2022 just hit me from all angles and losing my regular work schedule and then losing a member of my family was just a one-two gut punch. And not only was I grieving, you know, the loss of my stable job and an industry that I love. I love aerospace. I love talking about airplanes, talking about spacecraft, things along those lines, and not being able to do that professionally right now on top of losing a loved one, losing a third loved one in three years. I've lost three close family members in three years. You know, it's it's a really difficult thing to process. And so being able to go and speak to someone that's a professional at dealing with a lot of this has been really, really helpful. But again, I, I don't really want to linger on it because I don't want this whole podcast to be a total bummer. But so, so the lesson here goes back to what I talked about when my uncle Tommy passed away. You have one life. You have one moment on this earth. You have one life that you, on this earth that you will remember. And so, 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 take advantage of it. Go the fuck outside. Do the crazy things with your friends. Make happy memories. Enjoy aging. Enjoy creating children. Enjoy developing relationships. Doing whatever it is you want to do. Don't wait because you don't know when your life will be over. You don't know if you have 88 years. You don't know if you have 40 years. Enjoy the moment right now. Think about what it is you want to accomplish this year, however big or small it is, and make a commitment to yourself today that you are going to take steps to achieve that goal. Because there's no other time in your life that is going to be perfect. So you may as well start now, okay? And, and starting now gives you the biggest and best opportunity to be able to do everything you want in your life and leave nothing on the table. You don't want any regrets when you leave this world. And in order to not have regrets, you need to get the fuck up and start doing. And if that means changing your job, if that means starting a new creative hobby, if that means telling that person that you love them, fucking do it. What do you have to lose? What is the worst thing that could possibly happen? That's what you need to ask yourself. So I'm dedicating this episode to Barbara Pierce. She was a wonderful, loving grandmother, mother, daughter, friend, and I will miss you every single day, but I'm going to live a life that will make you proud. And I hope that you are somewhere with your biggest love, my grandfather, just smiling and laughing at the rest of us because that's what gives me comfort every day. So I hope that this kicked you guys in the ass. I hope you guys know and understand that grief is a very normal process. It's a normal feeling. It is normal to feel sad sometimes, but if that sadness gets overwhelming, you need to talk about it. You need to ask for help. And I guarantee you there's someone in your life 
that is willing to help you. And if not, reach out to me. I will absolutely help you, okay? Because we all deserve happiness in this life. So have a wonderful Wednesday. Hang in there. We are halfway through the week. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Take care. Thank you so much for growing with me at Leading Like Her. If you enjoyed the show, go tell a girlfriend about it. No, like seriously, like right now, go tell a girlfriend about it. And make sure to follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Leading Like Her. And remember, I'm rooting for us. Talk to you soon.